Hey everyone, it's time for another live look at the astrology. This week it's July 27th to August 2nd, 2020. I swear to God, I just want to say April. April just wants to leave my mouth. Um, I hope you all are well. If you're watching on the replay, if or even if you're watching live, do say hi. Tell me where you are watching from. I know some of you watch as you get ready in the morning in Australia, or maybe you are in um, you are in another part of the world. But I always love kind of seeing where everything is, everyone is located, because you know I've Sag rising, so I can't travel, but I have to travel through you all. I was actually supposed to be in Rome in a couple of weeks. Obviously, that is not happening so i gotta make do with what i can make do at the moment so if you're in some far-flung location or maybe you are in italy and i can dream through you please let me know let's uh well first let me quickly introduce myself to those that maybe this is your first time watching uh, my name is katie sweetman i am an astrologer and psychic medium here in brooklyn new york and i've been doing empowering astrology for almost a decade it's how do we use the language of astrology as a tool to help us to open, to help us to step into our best potential, our highest potential. And if 2020 has taught us anything, is that everything can change on a dime, as they say. So how do we use this time positively? How do we use the astrology positively? Even when the astrology is challenging us and pushing our buttons, how do we use it as the necessary fuel, as the necessary motivation to make the changes? that we need to make and this week is sort of one of those weeks you know maybe last week it was a little bit on the quieter side i know there was a couple of days where i just like had no energy i think i even took a nap i never take naps but this week we start things off with mercury in cancer where it's been in cancer since the very end of may because it did do the retrograde in june and july well mercury is the planet of communication, ideas, information, choices. Is it a left or a right, an up or a down, a yes or a no? And we maybe are weighing a lot of choices and weighing our direction this week. But with Mercury and Cancer, there's a lot of emotional element to it. And something that I've said on previous Facebook Lives is that with Mercury and Cancer, it's we sort of are making decisions on instinct. We're making decisions based on the past and memory and feeling and sense. It's not really an analytical Mercury. So maybe we're having to navigate some things, but through the lens of the past this week. A side note, I keep having these like really vivid memories. Like I feel like I can like go to like different points in my life and it's so, you know, maybe this is Mercury and Cancer. Um, these kind of memories from the 80s or even 90s that seem so accessible now. Um, but Mercury is how we communicate and with Mercury making what are called a square to Mars and Aries today, Monday, 
July 27th or an opposition to Jupiter later this week. It's going to also make an opposition to Pluto. This is what we call in astrology a cardinal T-square. Um, this is tense astrology. This is astrology that wants to provoke. It wants us to go off in a new, new direction. It wants us to be challenged. It wants us to maybe express something, say something. Maybe we're having difficult conversations this week. Maybe we're navigating kind of these backs and forths and ups and downs. You know, Mercury's is like a little bit of a tough spot right now as it gets out of Cancer, and it won't get out of Cancer until early August, something like the fourth or the fifth or the seventh. I can't remember. It gets into Leo. Very different energy when Mar uh, Mercury goes into Leo. If you are, by the way, a Gemini or a Virgo, because your Mercury rules, maybe you're feeling the squeeze this week. So if that is the case, and this is the case with any of you all, because you might have a strong um, what are called mutable signs in your chart. Um, take time to reflect. Take time to look at the past. Take time to ask yourself, am I seeing things from the right perspective? Do I need to get a new perspective? Do I need to meditate to maybe consult my inner guidance? during this time because this kind of this tense energy with mercury runs throughout the week and then you know this the last uh, aspect it makes is an opposition to saturn um so that's something that we're navigating this week the past memory letting go of the past there's a sense of with mercury and cancer right now because mercury is in the 12th house of the sun that um, this might be something hidden, hidden from view. It's unconscious. It's in a dream. Maybe our dreams are very um, vivid at this time. Mercury in Cancer is also making a trine to Neptune this week. Mercury plus Neptune means our thinking is not just running on instinct, running from the past, running from memory and feeling. It's quite nonlinear. If you have had any experience with Mercury and Neptune, it's very, very intuitive. It's very kind of bridges the world or kind of bridges the divide between this world and the next world. So maybe we're feeling extra intuitive this week, even as we navigate these challenging aspects to Pluto and Saturn and Jupiter and Mars as well. How do we kind of find that the balance between the softness of Mercury Cancer and like sort of the clarity and sobriety of, of knowing what to do and what we need to do what the right thing to do is with Saturn and Capricorn. You know, as we start this week, uh, and it's a very quiet um, influence, Jupiter makes its second sextile to Neptune speaking of Neptune. Um, we've already had one um, sextile with, uh, with, with between Jupiter and Neptune. It, Jupiter is the planet in astrology that teaches us about life. You could argue that Saturn also teaches us about life, although its lessons are a bit harder. Um, they're more concrete. Jupiter is about wisdom and knowledge. It inspires us to go out there in the world to travel, to travel to different lands or to travel metaphorically, uh, to read books, to go to school and to kind of gain that sort of worldly wisdom. But Jupiter is kind of at its core, a planet that's about truth and meaning and the search for truth and meaning. 
Neptune, on the other hand, is so much about the things that are just outside this physical reality. So how do we find wisdom? How do we find knowledge from places that are just outside this reality? There's a very existential feel for, from this energy. Like, what does my life mean? Like, what, where am I going? You know, in 2020, where everything is sort of up for review, what does this all mean? The thing is that uh, sextile energy in astrology is very quiet. It's very much in the background. There's an opportunity uh, to, that is sort of greasing the wheels, so to speak. I always think of sextiles like the concierge of all the aspects that's sort of presenting us with a little chocolate on our pillow at night, except it's like an existential chocolate about life and the, and the meaning of life. So you might be really um, reflecting on your life this week and sort of as you navigate these Mercury and Saturn and Pluto and Mars aspects. It's like, how do we make the right decisions at this time? How do we make the decisions that are in alignment with our highest truth in alignment with our soul and what our soul here came to learn and came here to do? What is our mission? Even if that mission is very quiet or very uh, large, you know, some people have big missions, some people have little missions. We're all different, but we are all, you know, doing what we need to do. We're all connected. Um, this week, uh, speaking of kind of existential questions, um, the yeah, existential chocolate. So I don't. I want real chocolate. I don't want existential chocolate. That does not sound like a flavor that I want. Yet that was the kind of the idea that popped up into my head as I was speaking. Um, this week, Sun um, and Leo. And by the way, it's Leo season. We have to remember that the sun just entered Leo last week. So I didn't really give Leo season its proper zoom. Maybe I did last week and last week's uh, live look at the astrology. But this is still for all the things that we're sort of navigating ups and downs in the left and the right this week. It's a week, it's a season that's about creativity. It's about self-expression. Who are you? And there are there's 8 billion people on this planet and there's only one you. And not to sound cheesy, but it's true because within ourselves, and this is what Leo season teaches us, is that within ourselves is an energy and an essence that is truly ours, is truly us. Mind you, it's a this is a personal philosophical look. It's like a, it's a gift from the, from the divine, but that's what resides within us. And so Leo season teaches us to open it, to share it, to express it. Leo season, I know Leo has a reputation for being like, you know, name and lights on the stage, talent, art, creativity. Those are all certainly aspects of the Leo archetype. But when I think of Leo, I think of, I call it the grandma example. And I, and I mentioned this on a previous Facebook Live, but it's like, if you have this grandmother or grandfather it doesn't have to, to be, you know, it can be a, a grandparent who's like a really great cook. And at the end, they're kind of getting up to the end of their life. And their children asks them to make a recipe book so that these recipes can be enjoyed after they pass god forbid but it's going to happen and then the grandparent passes and then what happens the children go to make the recipes 
and what what happens they're not the same of course they're not the same this person the children could be like a michelin starred chef or really a great cook themselves but the essence of that grandparent is in the food they've passed the essence is no longer there so this is for us leo season this is my way of kind of getting you all to connect to that essence within that is a beautiful essence it is yours it is nobody else's honor it and guard it but share it do not keep it walled up behind you so you can express who you are during leo season in a lot of different ways it doesn't just have to be through art or music or performance or talents it could be through cooking, it could be through organization, it could be through the little details of life, it could be, you know, whatever you're putting your, your name on, your stamp on, that is only yours. That's Leo season. And we're meant to share that, to express it, for that to be a joy, for that to be a passion. We have to reconnect with our passions when it's Leo season. You know, especially we just went through a really bumpy past five, six weeks, what with the eclipses and um, other things. And we need to get back in touch with that fuel, that fire. We were just in cancer season. Cancer talks about the heart. It talks about the softness. It talks about that nurturing energy, but that energy also needs the spark of Leo. These are two kind of fundamental energies that are present in astrology. So this is a season for you all and certainly a week doesn't have to be postponed to another, you know, week where less things are happening. And many, maybe some of you are all on vacation. I are, I think it's summer holidays here in the Northern Hemisphere. I don't know. I mean, what's, what's summer anymore? It's kind of an abstract concept, I guess. I'm here in New York City. I'm like, what's, what's July? I don't know. Um, but this is your season. This is your week. This is the next couple of weeks for you to really look at yourself. Who am I? What do I, what do I, what do I have to share with this world? What's the essence of who I am? What is it that when I pass is does, does no longer here? That soul, that spirit, that spark, that's what you're getting in. Um, and, 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 and that's what chocolate does. I'm just reading the comments. Yeah, that's what chocolate is. Um, but that's what you are sharing with the world right now. And we all have a choice every moment. Like, are we going to live ourselves this big? Or are we going to live ourselves this big? By the way, I have Jupiter and Leo. And Jupiter rules my chart. So I got to do Jup I got to do Leo this big. But let me tell you, it was a journey because when I was a kid, I did, I did Leo this big. So this is what we all have to sort of open up and have the courage. And, and maybe that's with the sun in Leo this week. Um, it's making a trine to Chiron and Aries. So there is a sense of needing to have courage and braver this week to be ourselves, to share ourselves, to express ourselves. Um, this week, we're also in the run up to a full moon, there'll be a full moon, it'll be on Monday, um, uh, August 3rd. And maybe this is a moment to really talk about the dynamic between Leo because we're in Leo season, we're gonna have a full moon and Aquarius on October, October geez, on um, August 3rd, 
And uh, the dynamic between Leo and Aquarius, if Leo is the self, it's the individual, it's the personality, the persona, but then what does that connect to? And this is, you know, with the full moon in Aquarius, Aquarius talks about the group, the collective, humanity. We can all, of course, be individuals and we can be individual sparks, but what does that come together as. And so we can't forget, despite the beautiful, shining Leo energy of Leo season, we can't forget that the polarity of Leo is Aquarius. And we can't forget that we're actually connected to something. And while we can like really truly honor and celebrate and express ourselves, we can't forget that we are part of a collective collective of man, collective of humanity. And so with this full moon in Aquarius, we have to say, okay, how do I take the best of myself, Leo, and share it with the world, Aquarius, share it with humanity, share it with my community, share it with my friends. So this is going to be a full moon that really puts the spotlight on what are we connected to, both on a big macro level, because humanity is certainly big macro level, but even on a smaller level, who, who's our social circle, our social network? Who are the people that we call friends? How do we have friends that really honor who we are and celebrate who we are? And how do we you know, get involved with different groups or the people that are, are kind of our allies and the people who want to be involved in social causes or in society or humanity. You know, there's a sense of, you know, every sign, by the way, has its shadows and light. And certainly Leo has its shadows and light too. And the shadows and light of Aquarius is, yes, it is about equity and justice and society. And how do we do humanity in a way that is equitable to everybody? But the dark side of Aquarius is disconnection. We are feeling, we are not feeling our humanity. We are not feeling like we are part of something. So we do, we will see this, this polarity, this divide in the let's say the energy of this week and our kind of our experience this week and our consciousness this week as we get up to the full moon on um august 3rd on monday and going also this full moon is making what's called a square to uranus it's actually making an exact square to uranus and taurus and this is something that I've been talking about from time to time since 2018. Uranus is in Taurus. Uranus went to Taurus in May of 2018. And then it, until November 2018, we all got a little preview. And there was a part of our life that was going to get a radical reinvention. And then Uranus went out of Taurus, went back to Aries. And then in March of 2019, Uranus went back into Taurus, where it will be until uh, 2025, 2026. Uranus as a planet, like all outer planets, and outer planets are Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and beyond. There are more than that, but I haven't quite learned how to paint with those colors in the, in the, in the palette yet. But... 
the outer planets talk about an evolution of consciousness, something that has to transform, something that has to change, both on an individual level and a collective level. Uranus as a planet says that we cannot force ourselves to be something that we're not. We cannot keep doing the same path that we've been doing. We have to open up to new expressions. Uranus is a planet that comes after Saturn in the solar system. And then in astrology, we move past the limits, boundaries, and confines of Saturn. And we move into the awakening, the revolution, the shocks, the transformation of Uranus. And so Uranus goes into Taurus. And Taurus, if you know anything about Taurus, or if you have a Taurus, if you love a Taurus, Taurus is a sign that's about stability, security, food, money, resource, pleasure, the body, fertility. Uranus, revolution, reinvention, awakening, shocks, changes, transformation. We put those words together and you start to see a little bit of the things that have been happening in the last year, if not less than that. Um, Uranus is trying to have, help us help help us have a new consciousness with resource with the earth with money with fertility with the the food that we grow the food that we eat the food that we need our resources the water the environment these are all taurus archetypes so things are shaking up now that's a broad look at uranus and taurus and just FYI, for fellow history nerds like myself, Uranus was last in Taurus from the early 1930s until the beginning of the 1940s, like about 1941, if I'm remembering correctly. And, you know, we sort of see some parallels to those times, but it's, you know, Uranus takes 84 years to go around the zodiac. So that's why it has been 80 years since Uranus was last in Taurus, I think it was like 1933 that it went into Taurus. Um, that said, sorry, history lesson over. Um, this is a time when we all have to really recreate our connection to the earth. So here comes Sun Square Uranus this week. And it's a check-in. It's a check-in with a process that began in 2018 and 2019. Uranus just wants us to be true to that self. If I went back to this example that I gave you earlier about the essence of who we are, that is the most precious, one of the most precious things that you have. Now here comes Uranus and Uranus is like, are you locking this away? Are you afraid to express this? Are you disconnected from this because maybe something happened? This, then how do you have a reinvention, a revolution, an awakening? How do you break through these old boundaries? Because Uranus is saying that we can't keep doing the things the way that we've been doing. Now, I was talking about Uranus and Taurus on a macro level. Somewhere in your chart is Taurus. You might be thinking, I'm not a Taurus. Why should I care about Taurus? Or, But Taurus is somewhere in your chart because you our makeup of all 12 signs somewhere. So we'll just do a quick, quick go around the zodiac so you know where Taurus is in your chart by your sun sign or your rising sign. So Aries, Taurus is your money sign, money, stability, security, how you earn a living, how you, the resources you need, um, self-worth. 
Taurus, this is, this is you. So this reinvention is, is happening with you. You are going to be possibly a different person uh, in the next five years, but it's not different as in the person that is somebody that you're not. It's different as in the person who you really are. That's the mandate. Gemini, this has to do with your unconscious, your blind spots, your connection to spirituality, um, these deeper existential questions and how you are sort of navigating um, this, this kind of internal space that only you can navigate. It's the space we go to through meditation and prayers, the space we go to connect back to source, but things are shaking up and awakening for you at this time. Um, cancer, this is about uh, friends, community, society, uh, social networks, social causes, um, big picture, the future. So you're maybe seeing a lot of awakenings and your friendships are the people that you are sort of associated and allied with. And maybe you're even opening up to new, new futures, new directions. Um, after cancer comes leo leo this is a time and and this is about career change not to say that every leo on this planet is going to have a complete career reinvention um over the next five years but certainly this is about you making sure that your professional ambitions um and your the role that you play in the world and the direction that you take your life is in complete alignment with who you are um Virgo, this is about faith, truth, meaning, worldview. How do you see the world? This is Uranus is trying to open your eyes, open your eyes to the world, open your eyes to new perspectives, make you look at your sort of beliefs in a much different way. There, you might be kind of having your eyes really opened at this time. It's a, you're, you're looking at different philosophies, different traditions, different ways of thinking, at least that's, but it's also, you have to get out of your, your, your ruts, your, your mental ruts right now. You've got to really shake things up right now. Virgo, um, Libra, this is, uh, Taurus is a part of your chart that talks about the, this really, uh, emotional, internal, psychological space within when you're having to really shine some light, Uranus, because Uranus is like Prometheus, on the darkest parts of yourself, your shadow, your past, your traumas, your hidden things. Um, it talks about stability, uh, emotional stability. It talks about emotional needs, emotional healing, emotional transformation, vulnerability. Who are you letting in? Who are you opening up to? Scorpio, this is a part of your chart that talks about relationship. New people are coming into your life. New people have to come into your life. And Scorpio, um, you have a hard time letting people in in general. They got to get past the, the guard tower, the moat, all these different barriers that you put between you and connection. But Uranus is like, nope, we're not doing that anymore. Get out of those old patterns. So you might see very new relationships come in, whether it's a romantic relationship, whether it's new one-on-one -on -one connections. And so you can't keep doing the old Scorpio you anymore. It's a mandate. It's going to be shaking things up for the next five years. Um, Sagittarius, this part of your chart talks about how you take care of your body what the foods that you eat, um, the, the, the work that you do, the, your day-to-day -day life, your day-to-day -day life actually might look very different than it did two years ago. 
you might have be making changes in your diet, for example. Um, and this is, you know, but it's meant to kind of shake up how your, your connection with your body, especially if you have these old connections with your body that are just not working anymore. Um, Capricorn, this is about, in a way, some of the Leo things that we're talking about. You, how you express who you are, your creativity, your talent. Capricorn, you've got to get out of your way and you have to open up to a new way of expressing yourself and how you express who you are, uh, your talents, your creativities, that essence of who you are might be very different in the next five years than it is now. Aquarius, home, family, you might be moving um, over the next five years. Maybe you've already made a radical move, a move across country, move across the world. The idea is that you need to figure out where home is, where to plant yourself, and where is going to be the right container for you. This might be a little bit of an unstable time in the home environment. You know, where, where do I live? Maybe things might be shaking up. It's a little bit of an earthquake for you right now, Aquarius. Your home life might look very different than it did two years ago. Um, finally, Pisces. Uh, this is the part of your chart that talks about um, your voice, communication, information, learning, ideas. You might be communicating very different, or at least needing to communicate, think, uh, learn in very different ways. Uranus is also opening your eyes to new choices, new paths, new ways of being. So that's so you know where uh, Uranus is in your chart. Um, somebody asked about Libra. I already talked about Libra. You have to catch the replay, Alice or Alicia. I don't have my glasses on. Um, so, so you know, like, what is the area of your life where the tectonic plates are moving? If you are a Leo, a Taurus, a Scorpio, or an Aquarius, your tectonic plates have been shifting greatly in the past year, if not the past almost two years. As a Scorpio, as somebody with Jupiter and Leo, so I've got a lot of you know, fixed energy in my chart of Venus and Scorpio as well. The tectonic plate for me is that I, in March of 2019, when Uranus left, or uh, sorry, went into Taurus, like I left my non-astrology day job. I, was, I used to work in IT. In graphic design and did that for 20 years and now I get to uh, do it for you do this for you all I get to connect and this is kind of goes back to my my Leo my, my Leo lesson you have to be yourself you cannot force yourself into containers into lives into choices that are not in alignment with the integrity of who you are. When you do that, you feel it. You feel like you are compartmentalizing yourself. You feel like you can't breathe. You, can't, you feel like you, your body might even be ill because you're trying to force something that no longer works. And Uranus has no sentimentality. Uranus is like, nope, we're not, we're not doing this anymore. I call Uranus the coming out planet because it sort of forces us to be really true with who we are. We cannot suppress who we are. So I, I sort of plant these seeds with you all. Um, what is coming up for you this week as we go into Sun Square Uranus? And again, go back to the essence of who you are like what is it that thing that you put into everything you do and if it's a teeny tiny 
speck of things, then how do you widen that? How do you open that? How do you make 5% be 20% or 20% be you know 80% and so forth? Leo wants us to be big. It wants to be big like the sun, but to balance it out with the polarity with Aquarius, we can't be so big that we forget that we are all connected. We can't be so big that we think that we are better than anybody. Then we sort of have the disconnection, the dishumanity, the lack of humanity of Aquarius. We have to kind of bring these things into balance. So things are possibly shaking up this week. You're probably thinking, isn't that every week, Katie? But I'm like, you know what, 2020, man. Um, everybody's like, when is it going to get back to normal? It's, it's not. I'm sorry, you all. I've been saying this for years. Every every year you're like, when is it when is it gonna be better? When is it gonna be easier? I was like, each year is sort of deeper in a process. Each year is asking and demanding more of us. We have to step up into ourselves. We have to be better humans. We have to learn our lessons. And it's probably going to get more and more challenging because right now we're on level 2020. We have to see what happens with level 2021. Well, that more on that when we get kind of closer to the end of the year. My brain's still stuck in April. Um, I think my my PTSD with everything that's going on, my trauma response, because, you know, I live in New York City and we went through a lot the past few months. It's like I've been watching 80s movies. This is Mercury and Cancer, by the way, because I'm, you know, I'm a child of the 80s. Like, watch 80s movies. I've, like, been listening to a lot of 80s music, like, talking heads and um, old kind of 80s blockbusters. And I think that this is my way of navigating these very uncertain times and we all sort of are kind of clinging to what's familiar right now it's we're humans totally makes sense so um just uh quickly looking over the comments i see some familiar faces um and you know some of you are my clients so hello and um thank you all for watching with me both on the live look at this week's astrology for july 27th through august 2nd 2020 or the replay you can watch this on my website empoweringastrology.com i'm also on youtube IGTV and Instagram and Spotify if you just want to listen to the audio. But thank you all for joining me. You can, of course, book a session. Um, I do work with clients and I work with clients in the sense of like, how do we use astrology? How do we use your natal chart, this exact moment that you were born as this map, as this guide to show what is the highest potential? What are you working through? What is, you know, I, I feel like there's in the chart, there's always a path, always a path towards success, but we have free will and sometimes we go the opposite direction. <laughs> of where we need to go. Um, so how do we get reoriented with um, what we need to do and what we came here to learn? So you can check out my work on empoweringastrology.com. You can follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, I'm on Twitter. Um, and of course, I love connecting with you all one-on-one and my client work. So thank you all for watching tonight. And I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, be well. Bye.